What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 76. This is the June 2022 edition, and we are sitting down this morning with TCC President Rob Roach, Inside Sales Manager Nicole Greenberg, and VP of Sales and Marketing AJ Petrarca. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Beth. How's it going? Ladies and gentlemen. Lady, lady and gentlemen, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're without Javier this morning as he's, I think, flying home from Dubai currently. Yep. So that's tomorrow. Today's Thursday. He comes oh, well, back Friday. So he, but there. It's whatever, six hours ahead. Yeah. So he texted me. It was like 5 a.m. their time, but this was last night. He had an 8 a.m. flight, something like that. Well, he's getting so, home just in time Friday night to leave Saturday morning for Cancun with his family. Like, like talk about <laughs> out of, out of he mind. just back to back. Uh, my worst no nightmare. more travel hesitancy nope. whatsoever. Oh, nope. yeah, he's pushing Dubai his limits, to Cancun. Man, that. <laughs> he's got some pent up demand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, his defense. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So Javier is somewhere in the world. Maybe maybe on the world, maybe in the air. We don't know, but Javier's not here. Long story short. So <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, holding on the fort here this morning. Um, it is mid-June. It finally actually feels like summertime. We had the, the spring that seemed to be May and early June, so now it actually feels like summertime. Mm-hmm. We are a couple days post-annual sales meeting. First in, uh, sales meeting in person in a long time. It was a good week last week. Sure Great week last week. Good to see yeah. the whole team and get everyone together for the first time in a long time. Time New faces, old yeah. faces. It was it's been three years. Yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't think we look that much older. No, <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, stop! No, I, I think everyone, everyone looks great. It was, yeah. you know, it, it was, it was awesome to have the the entire group back for the most part. You know. Our, uh, our creative team did a good little montage of the podcast, which was fun. I think we'll have a version of that ready to go live sometime soon, and we'll share that. That was funny. Um, Are you sure you want that released? <laughs> encouraging that? <laughs> I mean, it's it's good content. You know, do, do it for the do it for the content. You know what's so cool is to see the evolution and where you guys started. I mean, I I've only ever seen the podcast studio, not the the conference table next door, where you know yep. the four of you are huddled and you know Nick's there. But I mean, it's awesome to see how everything's evolved and you know grown. I mean, who would have thought? Yep. What 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 did you say? Yeah, Six? We have a room dedicated to this <laughs> whole podcast situation. Yeah, we we're just talking about painting it and putting some bars up for some new lights. This thing's gonna be—it's gonna look like a rocket ship in here. All right. Wow! <laughs> we had a, there was a, a good montage of my introduction, which was which was fun. I'd also like to see a montage of AJ's hair getting progressively grayer as we go on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if I'm on there, I think that'd be a good barometer of, of time. We'll have to go back to when I started 14 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Jet black. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love the timeline it. of TCC by the grayness of AJ's hair. <laughs> <laughs> a 14-year historical document, documentary. Um, but yeah, mid, mid-June. It was nice to see everybody last week, um, You know, both inside people as well as some of our suppliers that were there. It was a, a good week, a long week. I'm sure Nicole's happy to stop talking about the sales meeting for the next 12 days before you make you yeah. start playing next year. <laughs> I was going to um, say, hey, you can't sleep on was, that, right? Yeah. But yeah, it was. Everyone, everyone seemed to have a good time. Yeah. So thank you all for making it. You know, awesome. It was, it was good. It was good. Um, jump right into it. Talking about company news. Obviously, we had uh, seven, eight, nine presentations from some of our suppliers last week. A lot of talk about sustainability and renewable products, which is certainly important, but interesting trying to nail down what's actually happening, what some of these goals that are reachable are. We saw um, post sales meeting one of our longtime suppliers, Perstorp, announcing the first two EH product partially based on renewables. So was a hot topic last week, maybe a little bit too hot of a topic, but a lot of talk about it last week. Yeah, it was um, overwhelmed with sustainability. You know, I think 
I was talking to AJ about it yesterday. I think companies don't really have much to talk about right now <laughs> because because uh, they don't know what's going to happen. I, 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 I want to bite my tongue here, but I think that they're fat and happy, and companies, big chemical companies, right now are more focused on buying and selling each other than making good products and you know their financial engineering and the sustainability is um according to 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 some of the questions that i asked and were answered is is valuable to other companies you know so that aren't that don't have a sustainable footprint so if you are a company that's you know, whacking down the rainforest, you know, to pre- create products, you're going to buy a sustainable company to give yourself offset a little bit that, of a yeah. blessing, offset the fact that, you know, so there's, yeah. there's all this maneuvering and I guess I'll stop there because it's, it's really is to me, it's, it's wordsmithing, you know, it, it really is. And, and every, every, everybody's just trying to sell themselves as we're not bad. We're a chemical company. We're, if people truly understand chemistry, they're they're not bad all the time. You know, sometimes there's some yeah. good and bad with every industry, but I don't see why. And and back to the original point, AJ and I were talking about. It's like I don't really have much else to talk about. Well, it's a good point. There's so many force majeures, materials so tight. You know, there's there's nothing in some cases to sell. So it's a maybe a good time, and it's kind of ramped up those sustainability talks because there's not really much else. To I'm not to trying sell to downplay do. its importance, but it seems like rather than getting stuff done they're just trying to do this psychological movement to get people's psychology thinking they're a wonderful company yeah more than actual because they're setting goals 2030 we're going to do this well who knows in 2027 when they just stop talking about it yeah or 2035 we're going to be this you know and or maybe make it make it 10 percent of a presentation instead of 60 percent. exactly that yeah. might that might be a good that's a good start <laughs> <laughs> um yes yeah, a lot of talk on that obviously you know one of the buzzwords in the industry these days. And yeah, I think you're right. A lot of, a lot of goals, a lot of talk out there. And we were talking on the Kathy Hall podcast, which is a shout out to our most recent episode here. We had Kathy Hall from Petrochem Wire on and the sustainability piece came up and we were kind of talking about, you know, there's all these things happening. And even if 10% of them come true, you know, those 10% of things will serve as a guideline for what the rest of the industry should do and can do. That'll work and yeah, well, I would that'll say benefit that, the world. Yeah. The chemical company is a very sustainable company. We've got to focus on sustainability. We're the most sustainable distributor in the whole industry. <laughs> I'm just going to say it because nobody else is taking it. We are. We are the most sustainable because we're looking to improve so much. You know, and transportation and logistics is something we're looking at every day. How can we improve? Because that's really, you can build a sustainable molecule, but then you're going to throw it into a ship and a truck and a rail car. We're, we're, we're getting more rail cars so we can move less, you know, burn, use less fuel, you know, make less. You know, we're looking at the delivery aspect, the tr- the uh, transactional piece, yep. and making sustainable building sustainability in that. So, we'll let our producing partners look at sustainability within their production model, and we'll handle it from there. Yeah. You know, so we are really—I'm not even kidding—we are trying to be the most sustainable. Well, it sounds like every day Karen's in an email, you know, either something we're doing at the offices to be more sustainable than recycling or talking about aggregating things that our suppliers are doing and putting together these portfolios. It's it's a huge focus. Yeah, we are. We're, we're building out even at our offices. We're doing, you know, stuff like birdhouses and butterfly breeding houses and there's all sorts of crazy <laughs> <laughs> where we have uh, facilities, you know, all across the country that are now uh, 
you know, their uh, wildlife, um, their, their uh, whatever they're called, you know, their wildlife centers or whatever. Yeah. And so if we're using a particular space to do something, the rest of it is being treated very well to get rid of uh, invasive species and promote for wildlife and, yep. and you know, you know, whatever. So it's, yeah. it's, it is, it's every single day. Very you much know? so. Um, think about supply and demand. It's been, I think, an interesting month hearing some mixed things about what demand's going to do if, you know, things coming off a little bit, um, maybe some waiting and seeing with propylene coming off. I know we saw some force majeures in Europe on things like 2EH, so that may affect downstream products and plasticizer availability. So I think maybe a bit of a in-between time with supply and demand here. Obviously, supply a bit tight in general, but, you know, maybe demand's coming off, which is helping supply a little bit. I think we're kind of in maybe a, a flux type of period. Yeah, I think we're going to have a hurricane hit in a month from now, and everything is going to go haywire because based on the way things have been going, that's coming. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, don't get comfy right now, you know. So I'm calling it, man. The end of August, there's going to be a monster hurricane that's going to that's gonna shellac the propylene. You know, they're all concentrated, you know. And fortunately, they're starting to understand um, that they're going to get hit at some point. So a lot of plants are now um, – preparing for the worst but still i mean you get that eye or near that eye wall of a hurricane if that goes up the mississippi or you know i mean forget about it so all this everybody waiting for things to change or happen right now you know just keep in mind we're right around the corner from hurricane season hurricane season is here so well we were just talking about i think we might have put an article in the view i know it was a consideration at least that you know the first tropical storm hit florida so we're very much already getting into hurricane season which is crazy to think about um, we talked yesterday on the Kathy Hall podcast about that winter storm that obviously came and went, and then we talked about it for 18 months. Like it made these massive impacts, and mm-hmm. people were chasing you down for glycol pricing, and it was a crazy period. Something we talked about for far longer than we thought we would. So something like that, whether it's a winter storm or hurricane, can make a massive, massive impact. It's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're already preparing. We're moving. We're shifting inventories around. We're doing things, you know, to make sure that if there is an impact that we've got at least a portion of our supply covered so yeah it's you know it's mid-june it's the time to think about it that's a good way to put it you know supply maybe improving slightly maybe demand's coming off a little bit but you know don't get comfy with it i like i, like that. I don't think you should i think we're you know as i explained in our sales meeting last week i think we're in a wobble here yeah people are concerned oil prices are going up gas prices are going up stock markets imploding interest rates are going up People are thinking, oh, there's going to be a, a recession or, you know, something's going to. No, it's not. We're not going to fall off a cliff. We've, we're coming off of unusual demand. We're going back to, you know, um, spending money more in restaurants and doing things like that rather than buying on Amazon and doing D- DIY projects. But, yep. you know, there's still a, a very big population on this earth that's demand and they're there and they need things so as much as we're getting to the point now where yeah maybe a little bit softening and demand a little bit of this a little bit that we needed that we needed that we needed to calm things down a little bit um but still i'm i'm bullish I think you're going to be popular here in the next couple months with package products (laughs) i was just gonna say yep i even though we can't predict the future it seems like that could be a tis a season yes exactly mm. <laughs> exactly right yeah the package um, products bringing up inventory should be should be popular here next next like month cr- or two christmas in july right yeah, yeah something <laughs> like that that something hasn't like stopped that. being popular since we started with it, it right really that's, been, that's well, been a saving grace it, it's been steady and i think it's it's helped a lot of 
people out and also open their eyes up to, you know, just the availability. You know, it's not just bulk. Um, you know, look at your other options and, you mm. know, how can you, you know, be as efficient as possible. So it's been great. Yeah, and that'll be a question, I think, as maybe if supply is improving, are people actual tote users? Do they want to use totes in the plant or are they just using totes because you can't get bulk? It'll be interesting to see if things shift a little bit or mm. you know the, the package products stay as, as hot as they have been definitely well and we've seen that too where a lot of people even when they've been able to go back to bulk they've still stuck with package at least a portion um so you know that that's great to see yeah. so yeah um we talked a little bit yesterday i guess i'll keep referencing the the kathy hall podcast but there's some great info in there um looking she's at things, fantastic yeah very much so yeah very much so um Looking at things like benzene, obviously, what, what did benzene just get to seven dollars a gallon? Yeah, record, uh, record benzene. I've never seen it above really six in my career. But Kathy Hall came from the party at the AFPM. I was talking to her there. I was like, "You should come on the podcast." Yeah. She, oh yeah, I'll yeah. come on the podcast. So. And then Ray tried to say it was his idea. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> of course he did. But no, that was a Richter party at uh, AFPM. We're going to do that again this year. Aren't we sure we? Are. Yeah. Yep. That sure was a, that was a good. We got a lot done at that party, but. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> made a uh, lot of friends, maybe a couple not not friends. We'll but. let Ray, we'll let Ray take credit for it, you know. <laughs> spread that spread that around, but be nice to have Kathy on regularly. She's you know definitely um, somebody who's got a lot of knowledge, and yeah. and specifically to benzene. I mean, right now benzene prices are just running up. Uh, you know, there's a problem with uh, supply and demand and imbalance. It's not just oil going through the roof, um, but you're seeing it in mixed xylenes and ortho xylene and dalek and. You know, all of these different products that are affected by, you know, going from, you know, 80 to 115 or 110 or $120 a barrel oil. The impacts are there. We're starting to see the price increases for June 1st coming across, especially in benzene related products. You're going to see a big jump. Yeah. And she made a good point, too. Like, as we were doing the episode, I guess, you know, a couple of days, benzene has started coming off in Asia. I was like, well, do you think that's going to, you know, change things here? But the fact that it could be 12, 16 weeks before any of that benzene actually sees the U.S. market, like the answer was kind of no, because it's you, you know it might be cheaper there, but you can't get it. You can't get it here timely. Well, we just had our rail car meeting this morning on you know uh, monitoring all of our rail cars, and now we were just looking at one lane. It was uh, New Jersey to uh, Kansas. I think it takes now six weeks to get there. I one, mean, it's a, one way. One way. One six. Weeks. Wow. That's crazy. so. We're only going to be able to turn this rail car six times a year, really. You know, like after all is said and done, that's five hundred tons. I mean, there's something wrong here. There's too much traffic, or there's too many switches, or things are slowed. So the efficiency. That's going back to my sustainability thing. Like the efficiency of your delivery system is huge because you're just burning that much more. You're creating that much more, yep. you know, pollutants or whatever for the delivery. So we have to really, you know, we're, we're not going to fix it on ourselves, but we have to look at that. And, you know, rail cars and packaged goods were a saving grace during the real supply and demand issues we've had of the last three years. I think they're going to continue to be. I think people are going to keep safety stock of packaged goods and they're going to they're going to fall back and we're doing rail cars now to regions and allowing people to pick up in those regions that's again we're saving a lot of fuel burning you know going yep. out to those regions then it's short short hauls to our customers so it's a it's it's another way to you know, add value in our transactions. Yeah, act, act as a kind of mini short tanks wherever they are. Exactly. Know, shorter shorter truckload rates. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see if benzene keeps climbing. Maybe we see eight dollar benzene. Hopefully, maybe we don't. But 
Um, I think we're at the peak, you know, and I think inflation's peaked and we're past that too, you know, so, um, you know, we're already seeing some of that. And I think, uh, you know, being a small company still, we see things a little bit earlier. And I think that, yeah, we're peaking out on inflation, even though we've seen, you know, 20, 40% increase in the cost of gas and oil, you know, we haven't really had that trickle down so much as a percentage of the price as we saw on like 09, 10, 11, yeah. when, when it went up to $120, $130 a barrel. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that was kind of a consensus in a lot of our supplier presentations was that we're kind of at the peak and things are going to come down. People just don't know how quickly, you know, it could be end of this right. year, it could be end of next year. That's I think, kind of the, the magic question. No, based on the hurricanes in the Gulf too, that's going to be, I mean, you see Yuri, I mean, when we did a lot of our sales presentations over the last, you know, because we haven't been together since COVID for the last three years, like the things that we looked at outside of COVID, you know, that have become problems, have become issues are unbelievable. You know, you got that strike that just ended in Korea. That's been a tremendous impact on us because a lot of cargoes come out of China, go to Korea and then come here and, you know, things are getting bound up and they're getting impacted. The costs have risen so much. So, you know, we're a small world and uh, we were treating, uh, you know, things were just too fluid. And now they're, you know, you're starting to see regionality again uh, because of the costs. So, um, and I think that, again, that's another um, feather in our cap because we are in these geographies. We're local. Yeah, you've seen a lot of announcements and investments in the U.S., new plants in the U.S. or additional resources here. So I think you're right. Certainly, U.S. ain't going nowhere. We're doing really well here. I mean, you know, uh, you know, business-wise, the, the 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 value of the dollar is is good. You yep. know, we're up. Yep. Uh, of course, stock market's in flux, but it was just over over invested. You know, it really was. And you know. so we have a. Uh, we have the logistics company coming on here in a, in a minute to give a, a freight update. One thing I did want to talk about that I know we're looking at is obviously shipments from China. You know, we have our office in China, and um, I know some of our big products are kind of in the quieter season, so maybe not doing as much with China. But how have uh, how has freight and, and logistics coming out of Asia been been here recently? Uh, it's it's still going slow. Like still a lot of a lot of delays. Yep. Um, prices are starting to come down a little bit. I think on on. Uh, on you know box containers but iso tanks are staying high um but yeah things are just continuing like i expected as prices were coming off on ocean freight expected lead times to kind of improve but it seems like lead times are worsening if anything it seems like everything's uh you know everything's still delayed and um you know so it's uh it's a weird time just yeah. it's you know i don't know i can't really make sense of why because you know it, the price is coming down is telling me that there's you know better supply of containers and shipping but you know the the lead times aren't Not telling the same case. story yeah what what is like a box container rate these days i haven't looked at it recently i think probably 11 12,000 maybe okay. yeah down from where we we're at 22 or 23 at the at the top yeah 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 i think we went from like 10 to 16 to 20 you know within yeah. like three episodes of, of what we were doing so yeah yeah certainly i mean if you look at an eleven thousand dollar freight rate Three years ago, I'd be like, "That's terrible," but now it's like, "Oh, what a what a, what a deal!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're also having problems. Like, we do some business where we export from the U.S. to other places, and we, you know, there's like a a month or two lead time just to get a container, just to load just to at, load the, at the warehouse. So in the past, it'd be you know there like in a day or you know up to a week maybe. But you yeah. know, it's uh, it's definitely a, a big consideration. People are used to planning for long lead times, so it's not you know, it's uh, it's just something that folks are kind of used to at this point after the last last couple of years. Which sounds like they're concerned with ISOs too. You just can't get, you know, there's there's limited containers, but there's even more limited ISO containers. You just can't get them. Yeah. Yep. Just supply and demand. Yep. Yeah. Just you know, once once something gets delivered here, and uh, it just takes a while to get to 
where it's going. You know, it's just just a big backlog that's yeah. going to take a while to catch up. And along the China front, we've seen some of the tariff exemptions come back into play for uh, for new shipments, and maybe some rumblings about those tariffs kind of getting removed altogether. And there's been more conversations recently. Obviously, nothing firm, but we've heard some some rumors of all that. Yeah, you know, the, there was a, a group of chemicals or a group of products that um, the exemption was reinstated. I think in August, or I'm sorry, April of this year. Um, and I think that the sentiment from a lot of people is that there's pressure for the tariffs to go away altogether. But I don't, you know, I don't have any yeah. concrete data on that, concrete info on that. But we'll, um, we'll have Biden call in the next call and see, you know, what's actually going on. Yeah, <laughs> get, get some inside info here. Can, can we get him here? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that that's going to change a lot of things, you know, if if and when that that does go away, because that 25% is a, fa- a huge factor, obviously. So that's going to change the dynamics on a lot of products that that we handle and are active in. So we're keeping a close eye on it. I think one of the interesting things with that too is not just how it affects us in the U.S., but obviously when the tariffs came into play, China all of, all of a sudden became a lot more competitive for like Javi in Latin America and Mexico. So obviously that'll change his day to day too. Um, you know, whether he's supplying Chinese material or competing with it. It's going to change that landscape. Mm-hmm, for sure. It's interesting, all the trickle-down effects. Anything else on China? No, but while you're on tariffs and taxes, there's a Superfund tax that Super, we've yeah. done. It's, it's been a big topic of conversation, and I don't know if that was on your list to go over or not. It wasn't, but we, we should. We okay. Should, we should, it should, it should, it should I blindsided you with no, that a little should, bit. No, it but should come up. It should come up. It's just, you know, it's part of the um, overall uh, bill that was for uh, – Infrastructure, they slid in this this old school tax on uh, super fund, basically money to be uh, matriculated, accumulated for when and if there's a spill. You know, yep. super fund is this is a site that's polluted, and it applies to only certain products. And then we have the schedules of the different products, and it's effective July first. So um, some are know. some are minimal amounts, some are pretty yeah significant. yeah. Kind some of, of them are pretty significant. I mean. You know, it, it, it impacts if you just are bringing a product across the border from Canada or Mexico or you're manufacturing it. So there isn't anybody that isn't, you know, going to be impacted by this tax if you're using any of these scheduled products. With that said, which is a term I hate, but with that said, uh, we are going to be adding a separate line item on. This is sort of like a value added tax or, a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's passable to the customer we're going to get taxed we're going to pass it along and uh somehow we'll figure this out i don't think it's going to happen by july 1st but and then i also want to predict that in the changing landscape of politics i see it being eliminated in a couple years because you're going to have a republican president if there's this much headwinds for for business people are getting sick of it you know so um you're going to see a red wave, you know, in a couple of years. And so, you know, something's got to, something's got to change because there's a lot of people that are very upset about this. So something that goes into effect in July, I know a lot of companies and people are talking about it, putting out correspondence on whether it's going to be an added line item or how companies are going to handle it. So I know something we're working on and we'll send something out before the next episode and maybe we can get a, a, Karen uh, introduction on the, on the next episode and talk a little bit about what that means for a company and, and what we're doing about it. It's scary how few people have a good handle on exactly yeah. what it is and how how to deal with it, right? Like we're two weeks away from it being implemented, but we're still getting calls like, "Hey, what are you guys doing on this? Like, what do, right. what, what do we do?" You right. know? So right. it's uh, I don't know. It's gonna be. It, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a push to get it extended to you know to the implementation to be extended. Um, yeah. 
I think there's a good case for that, but you know, we'll see. See how it plays. The same thing happened with the tariffs. There was just overnight. There's tariffs. And so there was a lot of issues that came along with that, which, you know, we're involved in now. You the exemptions that tariff is if is on products if they're not manufactured here in the USA, like a tariff is if you're manufacturing, you want to balance the competitiveness between an imported product and a domestically made product. Well, a lot of the products that we're buying from China aren't made anywhere else but China, so they're for the tariff shouldn't apply. So again, it was just sort of like our government just throws this stuff out there, yeah. and I don't even think they understand it. They're just like, and by the way, the federal and state level taxes taxes are overwhelming. They're getting so much money. Why do they need more money now? They have so much money coming in from all the stimuluses and all the business growth and all the things they did for COVID. I mean, it's just the taxation is ridiculous. You know? And it's and obviously us being a you know relatively smaller company, we can make decisions and do things pretty quickly. You know, we got to figure out what to do about it. And then you right. have massive corporations that have a lot more red tape, and you know they got to figure out how they're going to handle it and get things approved. And they stuff. didn't so, even give us the time to figure that out. Yeah, everyone's got to wrap their head around it pretty quickly. Yeah. It's it's been interesting. Hmm. Um, so we have more to come on that, you know, between our correspondence, obviously a lot of info out there, and then maybe look at having Karen come on here soon and talk more about it as well, because I think you're right, there's a lot of questions and, and things that people are, are interested in about it. So More questions than answers, yes. as far as I can <laughs> tell right now. <laughs> yes, when, when our teams and, and people that should know a lot about it are also asking questions, you know there's probably some unanswered things out there yeah. you know, from, from the government. So more to come on that, I think, is the, is the, the, the short story. Um, but at this point, we're going to move into a freight update, uh, courtesy of the logistics company. Hey, Joe, Jamie, what's going on? Ben, how we doing? Good morning. Good morning. One of you is way louder. One of you is way quieter. We got it. Sorry, sorry. Don't don't be don't be shy, Joe. Don't be shy. We're okay. We're okay. <laughs> what's happening? How you guys doing? We're doing busy, very busy, as always. I can imagine. Yeah. Things in the freight world are going well. I don't know. I don't want to say smooth. As well as they go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's freight. Very nice, very nice. Um, yeah, no, it's been a busy couple I guess couple months, a lot of trade shows, travel, especially for you, Joe, um, both on the customer side and the, you know, looking for new carriers and yeah. partners and things like that. So it's been a good couple months, hopefully, for you. Yeah, we're uh, getting back to uh, following up on all the trade show uh, conversations, uh, introductions, relationships that we were able to build upon. And uh, yeah, it's been a busy couple of weeks for sure following yeah. that. <clears throat> Absolutely, um, I guess jump right into it, Jamie. What's uh, how's the logistics world these days? What are the uh, what are the core logistics formats that are keeping you up at night? How's uh, <laughs> how's things how's things going? Uh, I mean, I think things are definitely going a little bit better uh, than they had at you know other points in the year that we had talked about before. Um, you know, maybe going back a couple quarters ago, a few months ago, something like that. Um, fuel is still an issue, as all of us know, even just filling up our own personal cars to come into work every day. Yep. Um, we're still, so we're still seeing the high fuel surcharges across the board um, that, you know, lags like a week behind what you see on the streets. So that's a good way to know if, you know, what, what to expect with the fuel going forward is if you see it going up at your local gas pump, it's probably going to be going up for everyone else in the coming weeks. Makes sense. Um, you know, trucking is you know it seems to have plateaued a little bit where you're, you're still seeing some tightness out there but there's definitely some pockets of availability opening up um ocean freight you know there's 
it things are still a little tight right now um there are some folks out there seeing you know maybe like a wave of incoming imports from shanghai and things and other places you know ports in the pacific after some of the lockdowns over there sure um that that truck availability do you think it's are there are there more drivers or trucks being brought on do you think demand has slowed down maybe the two of those are working kind of in coordination i know on the tcc side we've maybe started to see demand softening a little bit so maybe that's played a role in allowing trucking to ease up a bit um, I think especially in the dry van world, it's definitely starting to open up a little bit more. Um, the longer haul stuff is um, still tricky at times, especially depending on what region to region you're looking at. But um, I, I think some of the shorter dry van stuff is definitely starting to open up. Um, obviously, a good indication of that is the tender rejection. I think we talked about that last time. And uh, we're starting to see those uh, on the decline. And that's usually a pretty good indication of exactly where the dry van um, capacity is. Yeah. Liquid bulk, again, still slow to, to meet that type of uh, capacity, but we're, uh, we're definitely seeing the dry van opening up. I'd assume you'd see like dry van, LTL, liquid bulk ease up or get tighter quicker or faster than like rail or ocean freight because, you know, you can book more or less trucks in a week, but, it, you know, rail is usually a bit of a longer thought process and time process and, you know, ocean freight may be 8, 10, 12 weeks behind as, as things either get tighter or loosen up. Yeah, truck is all the truck shipments are really you know to your point much of a shorter term process and you're not planning out weeks months ahead of time right uh like you might be for rail or ocean um and yeah no i think i think demand softening is probably the leading cause of some of the capacity we're seeing open up and in some cases that might be a chicken and egg situation where the demand is softening because some things can't be delivered on time which is you know causing more availability to open up so it's it's kind of a tumultuous situation but. yeah then you talk about inflation and rate hikes and all this other good stuff and how that may or may not affect things like there's a bit of a wait and see type of deal going on with maybe customers don't want to buy as much material or pre-buy as much and are kind of waiting which obviously opens up some of the trucking capacity that may not have been there yeah absolutely and uh just again uh tlc being as diverse as we are uh opens up other opportunities to discover warehousing repackaging Yep. Um, all those are different opportunities that uh, some people, to your point, you know, if they have material, well, if I can't necessarily meet the forecast that we thought we had, now we have to find some solutions for that. Yeah. Yeah. We talked a bit before about totes and drums and transloading and things like that. That's been, you know, maybe companies that historically took bulk are now looking at taking a truckload of totes to have as a backup stock. Have you, I know things like actually getting the physical IBC totes had been a problem for a little while. Are you still seeing problems on getting physical totes and drums or has, has things kind of eased up a bit? I think it's eased up a little. I mean, it's still definitely, you know, tighter than, you know, we had seen in years past. Um, but def- I think it's definitely opened up a little. Proven a bit. Um, it's like like some of the other truckload things. and it, It's kind of like plateaued and, you know, everyone's kind of figured out where we're at for the time being at least. Yeah. And I think that's definitely helped the market. Yeah. And hopefully the receiver can actually utilize said totes and drums it's nice to have but not everybody can actually actually use them yeah 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 it's a good question um we were talking a bit before we started recording um obviously joe you're handling more of the sales type stuff and, and jamie beyond more of the operations and dispatch, dispatching side of things you each have your own unique perspectives on the freight world and inquiries you're getting and, and talking to customers um you know we talk a lot on the tcc side that if 
you know, I think more customers, more suppliers listen to whether it's our podcast or other information out there, you know, there'd be a whole lot better. People would be better informed, kind of understand what's going on as you know, we see things a lot of time far ahead of the, the industry. Um, so if there was, you know, two or three things that you could tell your customers or your supply chain contacts or whoever it is, you know, w- what are two or three things you'd love all of your contacts to know and, and understand whether it's, you know, a matter of how to make their freight lives easier or, um, you know, kind of any one of those things. I know you each have a kind of unique perspective on it. So I'm curious to hear what you'd love uh, to, to hammer home into each yeah. of your, your contacts. Um, just from a sales perspective, obviously, the more flexible you can be as a shipper or receiver, um, the better off uh, to the point of being able to actually accept totes drums um, opens up a lot more possibilities to um, what we can potentially do. Um, and in that vein, uh, being flexible to potentially not just do the same route, you know, that maybe there is an opportunity to move it from a, an ISO import to a, a bulk tanker, um, anything along those lines, just given the constraints that, you know, we're seeing even in some drage requests, you yeah. know, um, that, that, that would be my biggest takeaway is just be as flexible as possible. Yeah, I think something we've seen recently too is, you know, can can you actually not physically unload an ISO container or do you just not want to? Right. Because those are two different things. I understand you may not want to, but if that's going to get it to you three days quicker or a thousand dollars cheaper, whatever it is, like let's, you know, let's talk about it. And I think that's a, a huge point, right? A, a short term investment could lead to a, a much longer term solve for you. Yeah. You know, and some people balk it, well, I have to do what to, to be able to unload this? Well, you just un you know, open up yourself to that much more capacity right. or that much more opportunity to be able to receive this product. Even if it means paying your, you know, your your warehouse guys an extra hundred dollars to run some hose or whatever it is, you know, that's a install some equipment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, along that same line, you know, you get into even like tank trucks themselves. Even you have, you know, the rear unload versus the center unload, and you know, sometimes that just comes down to, do you have twenty more feet of hose? Right. <laughs> which you know could just be two thousand dollars or something, which you know, is a considerable amount of money for some operations. Um, and it's just how how will that affect me going forward? Will that mean that I can get, you know, 10 times more material? Because that's something that a lot of people don't think about is that there are a lot more rear unload tank trailers out there than there are centers. So the availability changes a lot. And sometimes there's some products you can't put in a center unload. So you, you have different things that come up with that. Um, I guess the only, uh, the other thing that I would, you know, think about is just, you know, when you're looking at some of your operations from the supply chain aspect, you know, take the time to go through and plan out ahead of time and, you know, try and vet different options to see, you know, really what does make the most sense, both from availability, cost, you know, just look at all the aspects of the situation. Yeah. What about some of like your rail customers? I know obviously that's been a growing aspect for TLC. I know I personally have learned a ton about rail logistics and what goes into it and why something takes an extra couple of weeks and how backed up the, the rail lines can get. Um, you know, if you had a customer that was maybe buying 10 truckloads a month and they switched to starting to buy two rail cars a month and may not know a lot about rail, you know, what's, what's one or two things you'd, you'd hammer home to a, a rail customer aside from expect delays? Cause I know that's always the starting, yeah. starting point, yeah. which is, which is true and unfortunate, but it's you know, what, getting better right now. what else goes into it that you'd love, you know, rail customers to know and understand? Yeah. I mean, just, I, I know we don't want to start off hammering that one home, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely right away expect delays, um, you know, plan out it, if it should be, someone's looking at it and telling you it's probably two to three weeks transit plan for four 
plan for five. No. Like it's five. Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, unfortunately with a lot of the rail lines, there's not too much we can do. Um, There are some uh, things going on right now uh, involving the federal government and things trying to get involved and help alleviate the situation. But the truth of the matter is that for the most part, the rail lines are large monopolies. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it, it is what it is on transit time with them, unfortunately. Um, but I mean, aside from that, it can still, as long as you plan for delays, as long as you plan for, you know, different inconveniences that might happen. I mean, for the most part, it's still a good viable way to get your product delivered to you. Um, especially if you can take the car in directly. If you have to deal with transloading, it gets a little bit more complicated because yep. you do end up dipping back into the driver pool. But, I mean, for the, for the most part, it's still a great way to do it. And if you can take them in directly and if you, you know, maybe you get a two-week delay, but you have a two-week delay to essentially receive four truckloads versus four individual trucks, that could be a week delay. That truck could be a month delay, which we've seen, you know, a handful of times on certain lanes. So, at the end of the day, which, which delay would you prefer? I mean, two weeks to end up getting four trucks. Yeah, doesn't sound like a bad deal. And and especially if you're, you know, utilizing rail, you're probably from point A to point B is a pretty long distance. So yeah. you're instantly opening yourself up to way more capacity, yep. you know, in that regard. <clears throat> it is an archaic system, unfortunately, to Jamie's point. They're trying to, um, you know, build some better infrastructure. The uh, communication can be challenging. Yeah, um, yeah. But again, that's, you know, a, a, a much more efficient way to move large quantities yeah. if you have that. I don't need it tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm sure they answer a lot of these same questions. Uh, a couple of trade shows coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Um, I think you'll have some travel coming up. Yeah. So I'll be down in uh, Charleston end of the month for the uh, Kevin Agro show um, down there. And going to be having a child in July. So it might be hitting coming, the... up, coming up fast. Coming up fast. Very fast. Uh, so probably hitting the pause on uh, any immediate shows. But uh, that's that's the one on the, uh, the purview right yeah. now. Yeah, it should be a should be a good show, and we'll be there as well. One of the better shows we do in a year. Absolutely. I think it's already looking exceptionally well attended. So yeah. looking forward to that one. That's definitely a great one. Um, and I know, depending where someone's streaming this podcast now, obviously these clips and episodes featuring the logistics companies, you know, on your guys's LinkedIn page as well as well as YouTube and things like that. So a lot of avenues to to stream the podcast here Absolutely. for you guys. Um, it's a lot of places we can find you at. Absolutely, reach out if uh, there's any need or anything we can assist with. Yeah. Well, Joe, Jamie, thank you for taking some time. Good chatting with you guys. Uh, we'll see you at the Charleston show here coming up soon. Absolutely. And if we don't have you on prior to baby number two coming in, you know, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. And hope everything goes well. Appreciate it, Ben. Thanks again. Thanks for the time, Ben. Thanks, guys. All right, moving on. Price updates and trends. Uh, we are mid-June, so thinking about obviously what's happening with things like the stock market mid-June and then starting to hear some rumblings about price uh, changes coming for July 1st. Um, I know obviously large increases in benzene. The last benzene, benzene contract was four seventy nine. We're tracking spot benzene over seven dollars. Um, you know, crude, natural gas, both at elevated levels. You know, propylene came down um, early June, so we'll see what happens with propylene for next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of question marks on pricing. I think coming up uh, for July first. Yeah, I mean, inavailability of product is still there on a lot of these products, and you know. Um, I, I think people are nervous. You see the Dow below 30,000. Um, you know, we're starting to see some demand uh, downstream uh, fade a little bit, you know. Uh, but that also opens up opportunities. I think that um, before business was 
crazy, but it wasn't fun. And things are getting a little bit more rational right now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy to see things like propylene going down with benzene going up and oil and gas going up, you know, so it's, you know, there's this divergence going on and, uh, you know, and that could be upended very quickly with a with a hurricane in the Gulf. So we yep. just, you know, so that's one little piece that everybody seems to be hanging their hat on. Well, prices should come down because of this. Eh, you know, you still got really high freight rates. You still have not a lot of product available. You still have COVID shut down in China, which again, that that's another factor because there's less demand in China yep. with their COVID shutdown. So as soon as they come back, that, that demand will pop. But, you know, we'll see these... Uh, you certainly highlighted benzene, ethylene's up, uh, crude is up, gas is up, you know, gasoline. Huh. Crazy. I filled up my uh, truck the other day. It was 160 bucks. Huh. I get cut off at the pump constantly. They, they stopped cutting off. It used to be a $100 cutoff, and that would give me like a little better than a half a tank. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you filled the boat recently? I, did, I filled it once. That's filled hurt. it once. Yeah, luckily it was only like 250 gallons, but that was like. Oh, man. oh yeah. But that was that was the <laughs> equivalent of three Phillips. The cost last year, you know what I mean. We we started yeah. doing the numbers, and we were like, we could have filled the boat three times last year wow. for the same price that we're paying this year. So. What's the what's Marine Diesel running right now per gallon? It was like six and change, you know. Oh, so we, it's not that much. Well, more than... I have a commercial license, so we get the taxes oh. cut off. So. Gasoline, you don't get the taxes cut off, but with a commercial license, you get the, uh, the, the, the at least the you know some of the taxes taken off. So it's not as bad for me uh, as if if it was gasoline. I think uh, somebody was saying that the Big Rock tournament, which is a big Marlin tournament, they locked everybody in at eight dollars. Um, eight dollars a gallon. Eight dollars a gallon. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is diesel? What is marine diesel? If you weren't commercial, do you know? It'd probably be up around that. Yeah, yeah. around eight bucks because there's that, that is... much. I mean, the taxes are a percentage of the price. So as the yeah. price rises, so do the tax. So, Another reason why our lovely government is making so much money right now. So, so. eight dollars and, and by the way, this is fueling the war in Russia. I mean, they, Russian oil is now worth so much more. These guys are gloating on this. You know, you wonder if this stuff is, it's awful, but are they like doing this on purpose? You know, it's like crazy. So $8 a gallon times two fifty. that's like $400,000. <laughs> Take a mortgage out. <laughs> crazy. Oh, man. It is crazy. What a it's, time it's, to it's, be it's alive. Impacting, yeah, it's impacting everybody. It really is. I mean, you're starting to see people like, yeah, we got to go to that drive to that lacrosse game in Massachusetts. I don't know if I want to go drive all the way to Massachusetts. Like the the freedom that we have to just drive anywhere is starting to kind of come. Be we're we're also from Rhode Island, so a twenty minute drive. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Forget about it. I got to drive twenty minutes. I'm not going. Yeah. You know, so yeah, Corey drives four hours to the grocery store in Texas. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> simple, short, short. Uh, different world, different world. Um, anything else on pricing? Like it's uh. You're expecting things to come keep coming up for for July. I think is kind of the overall. We're, we're we're in the midst of the driving season. There's a lot of vacations. A lot of people going driving right now, uh, despite the cost. So you know, I think we're going to peak out in the next month or so on, yeah. in terms of uh, you know these these different costs. And and with these prices, you know, you're going to see a big uh, uptick in fracking and and you know our own um, energy production. Yep. So. Maybe that'll have an impact in in the in the short term. And so between that and 
and the uh, hurricane season coming up, you know, not a bad time to send a call to WhatsApp, get some some totes material in stock. I know, uh, I, I, you a, know, I've got to get on Javi's WhatsApp level. That's yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it's it's different without him here. You can't throw that WhatsApp, you know. Yeah. Uh, Do the WhatsApp button up, up there? Thing. No. Uh, next time. Next time. But no. Yeah. How, did we ever get Javi the shirt? We need to. Oh, we okay. We definitely should. It's on the list. Yeah. On the list. Um, featured products, seasonal products, or new products for June. I think the one we want to talk about here today was uh, HMD. Managed by, managed by our very own AJ Petrarca. Hexamethylene diamine. Um, not really a new product for us, but just uh, just one that's uh, exciting. It's it's a uh, it's very much a specialty chemical. Uh, we we make different solutions uh, and and uh, package into drums and totes and tank trucks. So um, yeah, it's a it's a fun product and uh, have great uh, support from our producing partner Vista. Um, so yeah, it's a. It's a good one for us. Big use in things like uh, nylon, which goes into like string trimmer line, one of our favorite pastimes. Yeah, so there is some seasonality. <laughs> so, so string trimmer line, uh, fishing line, things like that. So anything nylon polymer is the is the big driver for for HMD. So yeah, this yeah I uh, we I enjoy both string trimmer line and fishing line this time of year. So I'm a big no advocate. Su- no surprise, AJ manages that product. <laughs> there's some there's some rivalries in there. Yep. Um, yeah, so we're doing you know tank trucks, totes, drums, various concentrations. What is it, hundred? 80, 70, 85? Yes, 70, 85, 90, and the anhydrous are the most common yep. most common uh, flavors. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Not, not, not that something... I'd suggest tasting. Let's back out that yeah, flavor. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Not, not a brand new product per se for us, but something we've been doing here, and I think we're at the point now we've done it for a little while. You've done it for a little while and are you know, comfortable with our supply chains and packaging and whatnot, so good uh, good product to talk about here Yep. and, uh, and grow over the coming years. Um, you know, again, with one of our Great producing partners, so good product to send AJ a WhatsApp on this time. Don't WhatsApp me. I'll, def- I'll definitely <laughs> miss it. it. <laughs> Just give me a call. <laughs> old school. Old school. I like it. Yep. Um, and then some trade shows coming up. You want to run us through uh, some trade shows here? It, yeah, so as we discussed, Javi is somewhere in the world coming back from the <laughs> in, Middle Eastern. In, in or above. <laughs> yeah, really know. It's, but he's coming back from the Middle Eastern. But we know he's in first show. class. Mm. Oh, way. of course. Yeah. Of course. Right. Whether he's on the ground or in the air, he's <laughs> in first, first class. He's on the concierge level or the first class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, so we have Javi flying back here before he then goes to Cancun. Good for him getting out there. Um, we've got Chemicals America in what, a week and a half? Mr. Worldwide over here. I need that. <laughs> What was that, Pitbull? Yeah, that's Pitbull. We need the sunglasses. You know yeah. what? The T-shirt, the sunglasses. We'll, we'll have a whole... We'll Photoshop them uh, right next to AJ there, Mr. Will Wad. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, so uh, a good group of us will be down at the um, Chemicals America in Charleston. We've got a booth. I believe it's 709. Come visit us. We've got meetings set up. Um the attendance on that looks. I know Ben. No, the running joke. No, no, no separate, <laughs> se- separate, separate comment. We now have. Can I see your paper here? I'm going oh, yeah. to show the camera here. This. So we have our fancy new automated email signatures going on. So everyone now has this little. Where should I look? Tie here. We've got this little banner on our emails showing our booth number. And Corey Mullins calls me this morning and says, hey, what's our booth number? <laughs> like, dude, have, have, have you sent an email today? Like, you know, I think I asked it's, you it's yesterday what our booth number well, was. Like, I, did the, well, I did the same thing. But you know what? I mean, it's great. I saw it pop up and I was like, holy moly, there it is. I mean, and I think it's great because, hey. Marketing it, tools at work, IT I, tools at work. It, fantastic. Stuff, Gotta yeah. love it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're going to be down there super excited. I mean, the, the attendance list is is, you know, quite robust. Crazy. So, oh, yeah. that, that should be a, a fantastic show. Um Looking forward to that. Is, We've that, got... pa- is that paper? Uh, hey, we're yeah. paperless. Oh, 
us around here. Come, come on. on. I'm trying to be sustainable, Nicole. <laughs> 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 the reason I, you know, we, we, I know. Well, you on. know, I'm, I'm old fashioned like that, you okay, know, okay, but okay. Uh, we'll work on it. I'll, I'll get my iPad next time. Um, mm. So we've also got Southwestern Fertilizer show coming up in Nashville. That's mid-July. We've got our own AJ Petraca. Corey Mullins will be down there. Don't WhatsApp him. Call him direct to set uh, up a meeting um, on that one. Nashville, and, Nashville in July. That show knows how to pick them. Well, but how about iCast, which is still, I think, on our radar, um, Orlando in July as well. Oh, those two back-to-back, man, that's that's brutal. Mm. But, hey. Losing some weight walking around. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, (laughs) hey. Sweating some pounds off. Hopefully, you know, you guys get some relief there. But, yeah, so so some awesome stuff coming up in the pipeline. And, you know, just glad that everything's kept flowing along. Um, Yeah, it's been great to get out. And, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing everyone in Charleston and, just uh, under a week and a half now, so. Yeah, and the Charleston show in June is always cool because it kind of feels like almost like the end of kind of trade show season. I think, you know, the AFPM really sort of kicks stuff off, and then some years you have the coding show or NP, a couple of the shows, and then usually I think from like June through maybe September, it's kind of quieter for the summertime, so kind of a nice sort of wrap-up to like this trade show season that obviously picks back up for the winter months, mm. fall months. For sure. Um, wrapping things up, we've had uh, some good additional episodes out. We just recently, I think even just today, launched the three-part mini-series with Avonic. Uh, that's a three-part collaboration talking about um, you know some myths and correcting some myths around phthalates and phthalate plasticizers. So those three episodes are out. You can stream the full episodes. We'll also have a, a wide variety of clips of each of the myths we debunk as well as just some sound bites on uh, places like LinkedIn and YouTube. So a lot of good stuff coming out there. The Petrochem Wire episode should be out here soon with Kathy Hall as well. Um, as Rob said, a, a wealth of knowledge, really knows her stuff, knows knows the industry very well. Um, I've never seen someone smile so big when you mention a word like ethylene. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that Great person, too. Very Just a much great so. person. Um, so that episode will be out here soon. Hopefully have her on with uh, with some frequency because, um, as I said, she's a she's a wealth of knowledge, too. Um, and I'm working on some other ones. You know, obviously, we have our monthly episodes. We're happy to have our logistics partner on, um, you know, some of these view episodes, thinking about having people at the NACD on. Um, some of our team, you know, Steve Friedewald and Ray Altenberger and some of these people that have been around the industry a long time, you know, tapping into some of that knowledge. So a lot of good stuff coming up. I think we're excited about the podcast and getting more content out there and using it as a, you know, to to be the best partner we can for, uh, for our, you know, both our customers and suppliers. Absolutely. I just want to highlight, somebody recently said that they, <laughs> <laughs> that they used uh, some information from our podcast to make a financial investing decision. <laughs> I wouldn't advise, <laughs> I'd strongly advise against that practice. <laughs> we are not financial advisors. Yep. We don't know the no. future. <laughs> we're, making, we're making educated guesses. And even that educated might be a strong yeah, way. A, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. man, that's funny. Don't hedge any risk based on us. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you guys said, you know, a- AJ said this one thing that one time. <laughs> I don't remember saying it. Yeah. So. <laughs> they, they roll back the clip. You're like, oh, I might have said that, but I didn't mean it in that way. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was the funniest thing looking at that that clip you guys made too of like the prior episodes, like just the different situations we've had. And like, like I think we all like looked a lot younger at the time. Like, like you don't think it was that long ago, but we've been doing it for four years. It's, it's, it's cool having the video part for so long of it because you just see how everyone's kind of grown and changed. Yeah, that was funny. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been a good ride. I think you asked, what did you estimate? 10 episodes, 12 episodes when we first started doing it? Like, oh, if we do 10, you know, it'll be good. 
What is it, 76? It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. If, if it was up to me and Rob, it would have ended at 10, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, we yeah, wouldn't be know. here enough if it wasn't no. for you, Benny. Appreciate that. Definitely not. Appreciate it's you guys. all you, Benny. Appreciate, Pre- you guys appreciate it. Sticking with me. Um, anything else? I think that kind of wraps things up. And we're trying to keep it to a concise episode, but a lot going on, a lot to talk about, a lot of good stuff. But yeah, as always, you know, thank you for listening. Appreciate your streaming either the video version on our website, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, or the audio version, you know, wherever you get your podcast. So as always, thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode.